0: Good morning, everybody. My name is Richard Jonti. You're listening to RJ's Black Box, where we discuss issues affecting black people worldwide. Today's topic, the monetization of racism. I want to talk about how racism is monetized and how we play a role, how it affects us, and the whole nine. This is probably going to be one of the longest um, podcasts that I'm doing this this year. Racism has been monetized since slavery. We all know that. Um, Because the slaves were brought to America, the Caribbean, South America, Brazil, you know, places like that. Because white people were too lazy to develop the lands that they stole from other people. Um, Basically, there's no difference between slavery, what white people did hundreds of years ago to what's going on now. Let me just explain, okay? When you look at Amazon, right? Amazon has no product, really. But they were able to manage based on that blueprint for racism because racism, they went. They came to America, they stole the the land from the Indian, they went to the Caribbean, they stole the land from the natives there, South America and other places. That's what they did and then they brought labor in from africa from china you understand that's what they did years ago so when you look at when you look at companies like uber amazon airbnb their model is basically it's based off those blueprints that white people have had in place uber they don't really own it's not a cab company they don't own anything. So basically, you become a volunteer slave as an Uber driver because now you're using your own car. You're doing everything. And Uber capitalizes off your labor because you got to pay them. They got to send you place. They They just simply use an app. So you use their service and they get paid without actually having to, you know, Buy any cars, hire anybody, because anybody can become an Uber driver. Same thing with Airbnb. I can use my house. All they do is provide an app. You got to understand why people always find ways to do the least amount of work. Amazon, same thing. Everybody can sell their product on Amazon. But what Amazon does, uh, what product does Amazon actually make or carry? None. So you have to understand, we're so caught up, we're so focused on slavery, we continue to fail to notice the true identifiers of racism. First, we must also remember that slavery was a global phenomenon for white people and a scar to black people worldwide, okay? People can still use slavery to denigrate us. You understand? Meaning they can make statement, you know, they can say, oh, make dumbass statements like go back to the cotton field. Slavery ended years ago. I mean, a century ago, right? But they can still make those statements that can affect us. We're not paying attention because we don't understand how this whole thing works. The intent of slavery originally was not only racism, but free labor for greedy and lazy white people. That's exactly what it was. They didn't want to work just like they don't want to work today. Every white billionaire out there is just thinking of a quick scheme to be rich and it's worked for them. They've created a world where they don't have to work. So they monetize their racism to a point where they seem like they it's hands off. The people who work for Amazon, they have to pee in bottles, right? Because they don't have enough time to take a break, to go use the bathroom. White people set out to continue slavery by monetizing it through racism. Whether you are aware of it or not, Black people are hated by every group around the world. All right, before you get into your feelings, uh, I'm not talking about everybody in general, but the majority of people in this world don't understand how black people, or specifically our forefathers, allowed themselves to be enslaved for so long. And for for that reason, some people still hate us because of that. Some people still use that to spew hatred toward us. Because our forefather looked inferior to them. Not incapable, but inferior. Because if they were incapable, they wouldn't have been able to build all these things that they built. If we were incapable... We would, all those inventions, our forefathers wouldn't have made all these inventions that white people are now enjoying today. Our forefathers were always smart. But racism trumps their capabilities. It wasn't until the Haitian Revolution... And after Haiti helped to liberate so many other countries in South America, that people started to see value in black people. I'm not making this up. Go read your history books. Go get better acquainted with black history. Black history is not limited to America, Brazil, or wherever the hell you're from. White people want to limit your history to their history. Whatever country you live living in, that's the history that you know. They want you to know because it elevates them. In France, it's all about Napoleon, the little midget racist. Right. But Napoleon, as mighty as army was, it was defeated by the Haitians. You guys don't learn this stuff in school. They're not teaching it in America. They're not teaching it in South America. They're not teaching it in Argentina. They're not doing, they're not teaching it in Europe. They're not, they don't want you to have this valor that you were born with. They don't want you to have that. They want to break you psychologically so that you are always afraid to stand up to them. Because If they can't monetize your labor, your skin color, your race, if they can't monetize it, it will stop the imperialism. In America, they talk about, you know, rotten tooth bastard, Washington, George Washington. Other places in Europe, you know. They create their own deity, white deity, heroes or whatever. South America, same thing. Because they want white children to grow up understanding their superior. And they also want black kids to grow up looking up to them. Because if there are no black heroes in the story, what can black children aspire to be? Haiti changed the entire world for black people. Without the Haitian Revolution, there would still be... Slavery probably would have lingered in America a lot longer. Haitians are the reason why the Ethiopia is the only country in Africa that was never colonized. Believe me, the Italians tried. They wanted to, but the Haitian troops who assisted Ethiopia forced those Italians to retreat. You must understand that Europe, everybody in Europe was fighting for a piece of Africa. Everybody wanted their peace. They were just picking regions that they wanted to colonize. But after the Haitian Revolution that Selene promised he would end slavery around the world. That's what he promised. He used to pay America for slaves that were delivered in Virginia. They used to intervene when ships filled with slaves were headed to America. They used to intervene to free those sl- those slaves before they got to America, so you understand your history, so you can understand where I'm going with this. All right, all right. So enough with the history lesson. Let's get back to the topic. Black folks think fighting the way that they have been fighting since the Civil Rights Movement is going to eradicate racism. It's not. White people have managed to shift every movement that black people started to their own advantage. The civil rights movement was about desegregation. Do you really care if you, I mean, does it matter to you if you sit next to a white person now? It doesn't. We don't give a shit about that. To this day, most black people get on a bus. What do they do? They walk straight to the fucking back. Desegregation did not help black people. And white people understood that. But it also left a stain in the minds of black people where they still think. Living next to white people is the best thing that they can do. So when we graduate from college, we get a great job or whatever. We want to move to the suburb. And go live next to white people. Without understanding the whole makeup of that. Because... White people get the opportunity to use their taxes... To build better schools. When you have better schools. The chances are you're going to have less criminals. You don't need as many police officers. But black people pay just as much tax in the black community too. But what happens is that instead of using our taxes to fund schools. And other programs that will benefit the growth of the community. They use that money to criminalize black people. So when you're constantly terrorized, when a police officer thinks he can get away with asking you for ID, violating your rights in every way, and if you don't comply, then you're resisting arrest. What they're doing is criminalizing you. And when you're being criminalized, You're not being educated. When you're not being educated, you stay ignorant to certain issues, which draws me back to slavery because they kept our forefathers from learning how to read and write. They wanted to keep them in darkness. But the problem that white people face is that we are resilient as a people. And they don't understand that. They've been trying to destroy us for so long. But they can't do it. No matter what, we still manage to overcome the obstacles. We still manage to become successful. Not the populace, but a lot of us. The reason we have you have so many black cops patrolling the black community than anywhere else is because... Their presence is not to patrol for change. Their presence is to create prison labor. If they wanted to change the black community, your patrolling officers would be a reflection of that community. Not a bunch of white boys from the suburbs, racist bastards who don't understand how to interact with black people and who who uses reason. I mean, these people use reasons, any reason to criminalize young black men. It's always their word. Against us. They work. With the prosecutors, the district attorneys, the judges. So who do you think. Is keeping the wheel. Of that system well oiled. Why do you think there are more speed traps in the black community. More red light camera violations and so on than anywhere else. Because that's just another way to tax you. When they keep you in debt you will never be able to get out your own way. If the black people in the black community keep getting speeding tickets, keep getting arrested, got to bail themselves out, where's their money going? How many black people have been exonerated from for crimes they never committed? Even after the proof is given to the system to exonerate these people, right? What happens to the lying white officers who put these people in prison? Absolutely nothing. The taxing of our community is oblivious to too many of us. We don't understand the relevance, the economic relevance of the things that they do to us. Everything that is put in place is put in place to cripple us financially. How many black cops do you see in the black community on a regular basis? Not a whole lot. Even I'm talking about a city like Atlanta. Atlanta is a mostly black city. So that means a good 80% of your cops should reflect that population. That's not the case. Prison labor costs less than a quarter per hour. And the. The white corporations reap those profits. McDonald's and so many other corporations, they use prison labor. The credit bureaus were put in place as a monitoring system to maintain an advantage for white supremacy to prevent black people from building wealth. How do you get to rate me as a person or oh, I'm going to rate your credit? How I mean, who gives how did how did you come up with that bullshit? You understand what I'm saying? If you're from an impoverished background, you are already born into a hole. You don't have any type of advantage in society. If your mom, if you're, okay, I'm going to use the projects, okay? If your mom lives in the projects, which is more like prison without bars, I call them prison without bars because there's so much to go on in there. The criminal elements in these projects, they're designed to make sure 90% of black kids don't ever make it out, okay? Now, if you're from that environment, you have to work. A hundred times as hard to pull yourself out of that environment. In addition. When you make it out of that environment, you have the burden of the black tax. Now, I explained the black tax before. All right. The black tax is one of us become successful, whether it's a rapper, athlete or whomever. They have a responsibility to pull everybody out of their family. Everybody from their family out of poverty. And sometimes that includes friends. So when you see a rapper, he got a whole posse, a group of people. These are all the people that supported him when he was coming up. And now he's responsible to make sure they're all eating. So if I'm making $20 million... And I got to help another hundred people to come out, come out of poverty. That situation, that environment where I came from, that 20 million dollars is no longer is no longer 20 million. I'm lucky if I if I'm able to keep five million. You understand? And in addition, right, society. Makes it a requirement. For black people, black athletes, black celebrities, to give back to their community, even if that community never supported them or didn't like them. Because black philanthropy is a requirement for all black people. White boys are not held to the same standard. When a white boy gives back, He's looked upon as a, if you will, a God. Oh, he's doing this. He's doing that. That's how they monetize racism. Because when you get the money, you still can't hold on to it. Because there's so much that you have to do with that money you just got from them. In addition, as I stated in my other podcast... Once you make it, they quickly throw all these people around you, white people, lawyers, accountants, financial advisors, all these people, when you make $20 million, they're all getting a percentage of that $20 million because you don't know anything about investment. You don't know anything about wealth. You don't know anything. So they automatically force you into believing that You can't learn these things on your own. So you go. Pay. Going around paying people. And then the thing is. Now you bragging. Oh yeah. My accountant's doing this. My financial advisor's doing that. Without understanding. You're giving these people access to your money. And when white people have access to anything. Guess what they do. They fucking steal it. That's their history. Go look at it. Don't. 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 Refute what I'm saying. Just. Take a glance at Ghana. Take a glance at at other countries in Africa. You, You see what they did. Don't dispute. Don't refute what I'm saying or dispute it. You know, just look at their history. It's very simple. Redlining is another way to keep black people from building wealth because the homes in the black community are often undervalued. Why the loans people are taking off of these homes are mostly predatory with higher interest rates. So, this is how you monetize racism. They tell you, oh, you can't, only this percentage of black people own homes. Yeah, because you make it more difficult for them to buy a home. you make the requirements a lot more stringent than you would than you do for white people that's how they monetize racism but we're not paying attention to their tactics they also monetize racism by claiming that the black community is more dangerous and more crime ridden than anywhere else If crime is high in a particular neighborhood, not only do they have to hire more cops, money that comes from out of the taxes that community pays, they also have to hire more district attorneys, more public defenders, more judges, and so on. And that's all part of the money pool from your taxes. Which leaves us bankrupt economically. And in addition, we don't get enough money to fund our schools because law enforcement become a top priority because that's the song they're singing. But we all know about the crack epidemic and who started it. It was Reagan. Who orchestrated the whole thing. These people work in cahoot with the white media to sell that propaganda and narrative to the entire world. There are folks who come to America before they set foot in America. They they already have their preconceived notion about black people in the black community without ever interacting with a black person. Because the media does a good enough job to sell the danger of black people to the world. Have you ever talked to a white person and you're talking to them, whether on a plane or somewhere? They're like, oh, my God, you're so different than just than the rest. What the fuck do you know about the rest? You never met the rest. You just met me. You can't compare me to people you don't know. You can't compare me to people you've never interacted with. You can't compare me to the bullshit that you hear on television. And that's what they do. And sometimes you can't really blame, you know, white people because it's not their duty to do their their homework or research on us. And when you look at your black television now, I mean your TV, not black television, I'm sorry. When you look at your TV right now, most of your anchors are what? They're black people. So if it's coming from a black mouth, it must be true. But often your producers, your editors, your news editors, guess what they are? They are white. Those are the people that control the news. The black faces that you see on TV, they only tell you the news. And when a black person is relaying that message, it must be believable. It must be true because they are saying that about their own people. That's why a lot like the the good journalists, they never last. They often leave their jobs to go do their own thing because they get tired of that narrative. The corporations and business people profit from the narrative that the black community is dangerous. They make you believe they are doing you a favor by simply coming into your community to establish businesses and you automatically fall in line because you also believe that that business is good for you. More often than not, they don't even hire people from your community to work in those businesses. But since you're not paying attention to true fact, those businesses can turn around and charge you a premium for everything that you purchase from them. A gallon of milk in your local grocery store that's owned by somebody other than a black person, they charge you $3 for it. But in a white neighborhood at a supermarket, that same gallon of milk costs a dollar, a dollar 25, a dollar 50. But you think it's a convenience fee when they charge you $3 because it's right around the corner from your house. That's very taxing, that's monetizing racism. Because that's a lot more money that's coming out of your pocket, out of the black community, into somebody else's pocket. We don't see the reality of it. We get charged a premium for everything. That's monetizing racism. If you call to get a quote for life insurance and they tell you this is how much it costs, you get discouraged because it's too high. You may not be able to afford it. If you purchase a car, sometimes black people will purchase a car. The insurance will cost more than the car note. You're more likely to neglect to pay the insurance than the actual car note. You get into an accident, guess what? You still have to pay that car note. That's monetizing racism. They monetize racism to the point where it's endless. We don't understand it. We continue to pay a premium for it, and we can never get out of our own way to build wealth. I don't think that I'm like the brightest guy in the world. I really don't. But I, I pay attention. I read. I do a lot of research. And I watch. I watch people. I read people's history. I watch how they move. I watch the narrative they want to put out there. I watch the propaganda that they try to sell about me as a black man, about my people, you understand? This is one of the reasons why I continue to do these podcasts. I don't care if I just open the eyes of one person. That's enough for me. I want us to be aware of everything that they're doing to us. Because if we're not aware of what's being done to us, we can never change it. White people hijack everything that we try to do to make the black community better. Go, go, like I said, go back to history. Look at the history. Look at your Black Lives Matter movement today. They hijacked that to their benefit. That's monetizing racism. And too many of us are quick to sell out. You can't assassinate black leaders in Africa, in America, all over the world. All the black leaders don't want to bring positive changes to their people. And then when the change doesn't happen, you blame those people for not changing. You are monetizing racism. Those poor white people, they live in the trailer parks. You think these people are concerned about what these, what these corporations are doing? You think they're reading books? They're learning? You think they, they're listening? They're doing certain things to educate themselves? Nah some of these people are taking their welfare checks to purchase guns imagine that you have a white insurrectionist that went over to the White House to do that dumb shit they were doing for Trump to avoid prosecution guess where this fucking racist bastard went He flee to Kenya. Out of all places. He flee to Kenya. If you don't understand the monetization of racism, just ask yourself this question. Why are white people in South Africa? Why are they in Botswana, Zimbabwe, and all these other places? If you hate black people so much, why the fuck are you moving to the continent? If you hate black people so much, why the fuck are you gentrifying a black community? Why are you coming here to change the culture of a community by because you think you can call the cops, they can come in and arrest so-and-so? Why are you doing that? Stay wherever the fuck it is that you like to stay so that you can have that culture that you're used to. But we don't understand it because we can't see that they monetize racism. It's a lot. It's a lot that we're dealing with on a daily basis in every aspect of life. They make sure we can't control anything. I mean, we can, but we don't understand how the rules apply. We don't know how to come together. We don't know how to unite. And then they separate us further by claiming you're different. Why can't all these NBA, NFL and all these other celebrities with millions and billions of dollars come together to build something, to create the so-called Wakanda? Why? Because monetizing racism makes sure They are successful individuals. As an individual you can only get so much done. There's not one corporation here in America that is owned by one person but most of the black businesses in America have only one owner. You are limited when you work alone. I've been limited for the past 20 years because I've worked alone. Having employees don't mean shit. They're not owners. They don't invest. I pay people to work for me. That's different. They understand how to monetize racism. And a lot of times, they monetize it to us. Because they tell us, oh, we're be- you're better than so-and-so. You're different than so-and-so. We'll treat you this way. And then a lot of times, we start to believe that bullshit. Like, I mean, we have so many people, so many examples of that. Look at Cosby. Look at Robert Smith, right? The billionaire who paid the tuition for all those um Morehouse grads. The minute he set out to do something for black people, then all of a sudden he's under investigation for tax evasion, for this, for. You understand what I'm saying? Racism is monetized, and it's monetized in every way. You have to pay attention to their tactics. Michael Jackson was investigated 90 times by the FBI. They couldn't find anything. They couldn't find any proof of molestation. You see, what white people do when they can't find proof for something, they monetize it. They monetize the racism. So if Michael Jackson said he never molested any kids, right? But if if a hundred kids come out of the woodwork, what are we going to do? We're going to start believing one of these kids was molested. But we don't understand all those kids were paid. The families were paid to say that Michael Jackson molested so and so. We're not getting that. Michael Jackson was the owner. Of the biggest catalog, music catalog in the world. He became a target. Once we get to a certain position. We all become a target for them because they refuse. To allow. Anything but racism to thrive. this podcast can be endless because it's so broad the subject is so big I can talk forever about this racism is so hugely monetized it's hard for me to cover it all people have asked me why don't you write a book why don't you do this all of you know that's what I do. I write books. I'm a writer. However, more important to me is that knowledge should be shared for free. I don't want to charge people to read something that I can give to them for free. I don't want to do that. And that's another way they monetize racism. Every black person who made it, guess what they do? They turn around. and all of a sudden, they want to write a book about shit. Instead of like, holding meetings, town hall meetings, conferences, and allow black people to come in and absorb that knowledge. No, white people force them to monetize their knowledge into a book, into a conference where you have to pay hundreds of dollars to attend. That's monetizing racism because only a few people are going to get it. It's a limited amount of people that will have access to your information because they have to pay for it. What I can tell you in 30 minutes in an hour might take you two, three weeks to read in a book. That's the primary reason why I don't write these books. It's not that I can't. I'm probably a better writer than I'm, I am a speaker, but I'm doing this because I don't want people. You know how many times I wrote something on Facebook? Somebody's like, "Oh, this long ass post." Or I send stuff to people on WhatsApp; they don't read it. That this, they, there's always an excuse. I'm trying to figure out every which way that I can reach black people. This is why I'm doing all types of mediums, all types of platforms. I need to get through to you guys. I need you to understand the system because if we can't identify the problem, we'll never be able to solve it. Too many of us are overlooking the identifiers of racism. We're so focused on slavery, skin color. No, it's a lot more to it than that. Black people play a major role in monetizing racism. Especially rich black people. But they're ignorant to it as well. Educated black people, same thing. A lot of black people, you can graduate from Harvard, you can graduate from Princeton. It doesn't mean that the system is not using you to monetize racism. Your education is not immunity to ignorance. Your formal education. They understand that. You know how many black Rhodes Scholars that are out there? Are these Rhodes Scholars aware that Cecil Rhodes, Cecil Rhodes was like one of the worst racists in the world? But black people brag about being a Rhodes Scholar. Like I said, it's hard to cover this whole subject, so I'm going to try to keep this podcast to 45 minutes. One of the things that I just want to leave you guys with, this is a little nugget. If the black community is so dangerous, it's worth nothing. Why do so many people want a piece of it? If Africa is so poor, why can't white people stay away from it? All right, that's my podcast for the day. I'll wish y'all a good rest of the day and hopefully a good weekend because I'm not sure if I'll do a podcast tomorrow, but enjoy.